Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, Planet Open Box. Having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. Bidding is open right now. Get involved. Get notifications. But upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, there's only one garage door company I recommend, and that is Johnson Garage Doors. Bruce, you've worked with them. I have as well. My wife has worked with them. They're the best at what they do. Uh, Their owners, Brian and Nate, they answer the phone when you call. Love that customer service. Usually it's same-day service. They have the best product out there by far. The service is outstanding as well. But I really love the fact that they warranty what they do for about seven years. Generally speaking, when somebody warranties a product, it's not going to be that long. And chances are the thing's going to break down pretty much a day or two or maybe a week after the warranty extends. Seven years, that's a long time. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. That's johnsongaragedoors.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lions, and Estes Park. Russell Wilson, not surprisingly, when he met the media yesterday, he was peppered with questions about Jerry Judy was open a lot, right? Yeah. I was in the locker room. You were standing there when Russell talked. What did you think about what he said? Well, he was asked specifically about the cutaway on the and the ISO shot on Judy on the play where Russ eventually scrambled for three yards on fourth and three to pick up a first down. Okay. So I will his his reaction to that was they went to cover two. We were hoping we were going to go and match it and get that play. And unfortunately, it took a while and I was like, okay. Go get the first down, convert. So when pressed further about getting to Jerry, he acknowledged his ability to get open, which I'll get to in a moment, but said, he said, look, uh, hold on here. Make sure that I'm in the right place. Like I said to you guys, there's one in the game that we really wanted. We called for him, and just unfortunately, I had to check it down to Javante. I think, first of all, with Jerry, he practices extremely well. I've got all the confidence in the world in him. You know, we've got five games to go, and that's what we're focused on as a team. He's going to help us win. He's a winner. He's a guy who's competitive. He's got unbelievable ability. I've got all the trust in the world in him. Well, then why aren't you throwing to him? I mean, really, at, at, at that point, you're basically averaging a little over four targets a game to a guy that you just said that about. What's wrong with that picture? What do you think? I think what's wrong with that picture is you've got to locate this guy. And I think that at this particular point, there is too much of an easy fallback to find 14. He's kind of fallen in love with it. Like he did, 
ironically, at the end of the season with Judy last year and Cortland Sutton was basically an afterthought. Michael Malone and Jared Bednar have not been shy about calling out their players. No, right? not at all. Uh, Peyton is now doing this a little bit more when necessary with Russell Wilson. Wilson has done well in the fourth quarter. Generally speaking, it feels like that the offense is in second gear for the majority of the game. Mm-hmm. Wilson hasn't really improved in the area of finding open guys. So is Peyton's public criticism really working? He's got to find a way. And I'm not sure. The question becomes, how do you help a guy process faster? I don't think you do. Yeah, I don't think either you got it or you don't. don't. That's right. You're either a one or a two time progressive guy, or you can actually hang in there and read to the third and fourth read. You know, I mean, obviously there are other factors, pressure on you. How is the pocket holding up things of that nature? But I will say this, a lot hangs in the balance in these last five games. Yeah. I don't think a decision has been made. No, I don't either. I agree. And if Sean Payton, honestly, um, could have 10 more games with Russell Wilson, he'd take it all day to keep getting more and more evaluation. I agree. Let's flip it over to Jerry Judy. It seems like every once in a while there's a cutaway shot of him being open. He gets upset about it. Russell Wilson doesn't seem to have the personality where he's spiteful. He's pretty much a happy-go-lucky guy. I agree. Yeah. Picture this happening with. Peyton Manning. Well, it wouldn't happen with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning would say, dude, you just showed me up. Uh, you're frozen out the rest of the game. Yeah. I don't care how right. I don't care if you're wide open in the end zone. Sure. You are not getting the ball. You're not getting fed. It's made more interesting by the fact that they used a fifth year option on this guy. Why wouldn't you? You want I, I, I I'm with you. Why wouldn't you? So why in the world are we having the same conversations about Jerry Judy that we did really for most of the season on Marvin Mims? Well, but but think about something for a second. Was Peyton part of the fifth year option? I forgot. When when was that exercised in March? Yeah, because if it was, Peyton, he, Peyton, Peyton was, was a part of it. Was a part of uh, it. He was a part of it. Okay. Yeah. And then he reportedly was open to listening to trade offers. Yeah. Two different times. And I'm not so sure that that's still not the case. Right. I'm not so sure Jerry Judy is going to be with this team. I'm not either. But I do. But but next year. But do I think May 1st? Yeah, definitely. Um, But do I think he can help this football team win? You're damn right I do. Yeah, I do. I I think Jerry Judy, look, I don't know about WR1, but the guy can get open. Mm -hmm. And the guy's got a little shimmy after he catches the ball. Right. He's proven that he can gain yards after the catch. Hell, he did it on the on the one that he almost did. He almost got five extra yards last week on the forty-one yard reception, and almost got in the end zone with three guys hanging on him. Right. You here's the deal. I, I'm not planting my flag on Jerry Judy. What I am saying is, utilize the things that you have in your offense, which is a little bit challenged at at best right now. Use the things that you have at your disposal. That's all. Jerry Judy is a weapon. We haven't seen it exploited or used very well. Well, you've got a playoff hunt now that you need four of these five games. Utilize what is available to you. That's all. 
I've said this before and I'll repeat it again. At the end of the season evaluation of, of Russell Wilson, for Peyton, he's going to look hard at film, not that he hasn't already, and say, how many times is Russell Wilson not seeing open wide receivers? I don't care how talented you are, what kind of physical gifts you have. If you're not seeing open wide receivers and at least trying to throw them the ball, generally speaking, you might have somebody, depends on down and distance of a lot. Of course it does, uh, right. We get you. But when you should have thrown it over there, yeah. that's that's a big problem. Yeah, I had a, the biggest problem for me was on the second and goal. Because he got locked in on a difficult angle with uh, Sutton. And Judy was right there. And that and and by the way, he was coming into his field of, of vision. Right. I mean, he was cutting from left to right across his field of vision. You know what I think I, I don't want to blame this on height because Drew Brees was just No, fine. I get but I but it, but it's a factor, right? It's yep. a factor. I mean, he's a five eleven quarterback. I mean, and if you think about it logically, with Drew Brees Sean Payton wanted Drew Brees throwing over the middle. Mm-hmm. Now, you can make the case that's right in your line of sight, but you also have more bodies in your line of sight, too. You when you're throwing outside the numbers, you have less bodies, and chances are you're rolling out, and there's less traffic in front of you. Maybe height is a problem for him. It could, it could be. I think... Because when he was in Seattle... He wasn't throwing over the middle a ton. No. He was throwing outside the numbers, had a really good running game, and yep. had a really good defense. Yeah. And created a lot off the move. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about the game on Sunday. Broncos against the Chargers. Daniel Popper, who covers the uh, Chargers for the Athletic, he's been in the crosshairs more than a few times recently with the Chargers head coach. We will get into it with Daniel about that. And why does Justin Herbert, for all the talent that he has, have a losing record as a quarterback? That's next. Take away my trouble. Take away my grief. Take away my heartache. You know that like a thief. She gave me love, love, love. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, Planet Open Box. Having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. The bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, love telling you about Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Tonight, they have NFL Sunday ticket as well as 
Thursday night Amazon game. So any game you want to watch there, you can at Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar. They also have two-for-one Bud Light drafts all day on NFL Sundays, plus free pool every weekday until 5 p.m. And their happy hour is the best on the planet. And I don't say that because it's hyperbole. It's because it's a fact. Every single day, three until seven and two-for-one on all wine, well, and drafts. The only thing that they can't supply you with is an Uber. You got to take care of that yourself. And if you're going to take advantage of that happy hour, I'd highly recommend you get an Uber. Greenfields, you can find them in Lakewood. Time now for The Buzz. The Buzz is presented by Johnson Garage Doors. Fast, on-time, professional, same-day services. That's Johnson Garage Doors. Go to johnsongaragedoors.com. Okay, uh, let's go out to the hotline. I'm going to bring in a friend, Daniel Popper. He covers the L.A. Chargers uh, for The Athletic. Good morning, Daniel. How are you? Good morning. Doing well. Thanks for having me. Uh, there is a great saying that uh, I have followed for a very long time, being in the media for over 30 years. For Bruce here, it's over 40 years. If you are not pissing somebody off, you're not doing your job. Well, you are absolutely doing your job listening to your press conferences with Brandon Staley. What is going on there, my friend? Yeah, I think you're seeing uh, the frustration of missed expectations. Um, and I, I think you're right on it. I think sometimes uh, media consumers um, can sort of miss the point there. You know, it's not personal. Right. Um, when those kinds of things happen in press conferences, like both people on both sides understand that it's just part of the job. Um, the way I view it, like I'm there to hold people accountable uh, it's a multi-billion-dollar business, and a lot of people, uh, fans specifically, invest a lot of their time and money into the team, and they expect someone there holding people in power accountable for the decisions they make and and for missed expectations and, and for their failures. And and that's sort of my approach when I go into these press conferences. Nothing personal, um, and it's just part of the job, as you guys know. I look at what you do, and really, it's kind of what I do too. And Bruce, that when uh, Brandon Staley sees you at a press conference. It's kind of like the show Seinfeld with Jerry and Newman. Every time Jerry sees Newman, he says, Newman. And every time Staley sees you, he goes, Popper. <laughs> That's what I think happens. That's what I think yeah, happens maybe. with you and Brandon Staley. Just a thought. Just a thought. All right, Daniel, how much of a distraction is there now swirling around Staley and his future or lack thereof? And is it a distraction at all for this football team? Uh, have they started to check out a little bit, even though there's still five games left in this season? No, I really don't think there's any distraction. I mean, despite all the disappointment of this season, like one thing I can tell you is I do not think Brandon Staley has lost the locker room. Mm. Um, he, he really has two tenets of his sort of head coaching philosophy, right? Relationships and competition. And I, we can sit here and argue if he's created enough competition with the way this roster has been built and how he's gotten about coaching. But in terms of the relationship, like he has built very strong relationships with these players. Now, a lot of it is that, you know, he's brought a lot of the, these guys in. He's extended a lot of these guys when they've been here. I mean, you go to Quill Mack, who he traded for and used to coach. Sebastian Joseph Day, who he signed and used to coach. You know, he signed Austin Johnson, another defensive lineman. He extended Durham James. He extended Justin Herbert. You know, you sort of go down the list. A lot of the guys that are there are guys that he brought in. Um, the guys that he does not have his fingerprints on, like he still has very close relationships with, like 
Keenan Allen, for example, is about to have like a career season. Austin Eckler has had career seasons under Brandon Staley. And so there, there are relationships in there. I, I think one thing that's going to happen is these guys are going to continue to play hard until the end of the season and certainly until they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and, and what remains a wide open AFC. Like, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think because of the relationships he's established, there won't be any distraction in that sense. And I really think the players are going to continue to play hard through the, through the end of the season. We are talking with Daniel Popper, covers the uh, Chargers for the Athletic. I'm not sure if you are aware of the running joke here in Denver about the Chargers. It might be a national thing, too. Chargers are going to Charger. Whether it's a game, they're going to find a way to blow it, or they're going to have another injury. I understand injuries are a part of the game, and this team has just had a lot of bad luck when it comes to injuries. But as I look at Justin Herbert, his career is mirroring Matthew Stafford with the Detroit Lions, a tremendous talent, who just can't win. And to me, for as great as he is talent-wise, it is really breathtaking that this guy does not have a winning record as a quarterback. Is it as breathtaking for you? Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to wrap your mind around. Um, you know, you mentioned Matthew Stafford. I, I don't think you even have to leave the franchise to find a similar career arc. I mean, Philip Rivers, like that is – sure what Phillips' entire career was. Yeah, but they um, made the playoffs. Hell, Dan Fouts. Right. I mean, it, it's a weird yeah. thing with the Chargers, dating back many years. Yeah, it's but awesome. those teams at least yeah. went to an AFC championship right, game. Right, And yeah. they made the playoffs at the very least every other year. Herbert's made the playoffs once. But they went to an AFC championship game in Rivers' first season as a starter in 2006 and never went back. You know, like they have this organization that hasn't been to an AFC championship game since that game in 2006 when Philip Rivers, you know, played on a torn ACL. So, you know, I, I think both examples are, um, you know, good comparisons for where this is sort of trending. But I think what you, where you have to start is quarterbacks need help. I don't care how talented you are. Okay. And over Justin Herbert's career, the Chargers have had the 31st ranked combined defense and special teams EPA, according to, to True Media which is just a way to just gauge like your overall efficiency of a unit and just be able to compare what kind of help the quarterback is getting across the league. So he's getting no help. I, I really like, I had a tough time putting, you know, the losing record strictly on a quarterback. I don't think record is a quarterback stat. Like there's so much else that goes in to winning and losing ballgames. So like to this point in his career, whether it was his first year under Anthony Lynn or the last three years under Brandon Staley, like Justin Herbert has not gotten enough help from the defensive special teams. This year, it's specifically been the defense. So the Chargers have a top-five special teams unit. They've been a solid offense. Now, there's some issues there, but they've been a solid offense, top-ten offense, and the defense has been miserable. Like, you know, you go to a couple of these games that they've lost, these close games. I mean, they were outstanding offensively against the Dolphins in week one. They lose that game. They're outstanding offensively uh, against the Lions in week 10, and they lose that game 41-38. to 38. I mean, Justin Herbert led a game-tying touchdown drive to tie that game at 38-38. Defense can't get a stop. Lions uh, kick a field goal and never give the ball back to the Chargers. And so, like, quarterbacks need help. Like, I'm not saying that you, that you have to give him, you know, a top three defense every single year like Tom Brady had early in his career, but you need, like, a league average, decent defense to win ball games. I don't care how talented your quarterback is, and that's sort of where I start when explaining you know, that sort of record that you're talking about, Justin Herbert. There are some incongruities statistically that come up every now and then with teams that just befuddle. And I will give you one with the Chargers that, to me, I just can't figure out. 
You're 29th in total team defense. You're 31st against the pass, but you're third in the NFL on third down defense because apparently you get to the quarterback. Khalil Mack leads the National Football League in sacks. I think the team is third in sacks overall. How do you explain this kind of imbalance with a team that statistically is so bereft on defense? It's a great question. I've dug into this specifically. So, NFL statistics officially on third down do not include third down penalties Uh, in the totals. Okay. And so you have a team here that's committed the most third down penalties in the league. Hmm. When you incorporate third down penalties into third down statistics, the Chargers end up in the bottom half of the league in third down defense. So, like, they've been a relatively good part of the defense when you compare it to all the other, uh, you know, facets of the group. But third down defense has not been good. They've committed a ton of terrible penalties. I mean, you can go to that Green Bay game um, on the road. They committed a, a pass interference penalty on third and 20 that gave Green Bay a fresh set of downs and allowed them to go down and, and take the lead in that game. Green Bay ended up winning 23-20. So it's been an issue all season long. And so that's the exact answer for why mm. the third down defense is good. And if I, I honestly, after this season is over, I'm probably going to reach out to somebody at the league to figure out why the official statistics keep it this way when we have enough data now to factor in penalties and really get a, a, a truer look at, you know, what third down defense actually is. But that's your reason. Well done. I say this jokingly as much as anything else. Austin Eckler wanted a new contract, thinks he should be one of the highest paid running backs in the league. Is someone um, in the front office or is someone on the coaching staff uh, involved in collusion trying to keep the ball out of his hands running the ball? Because looking at how many times he carries the ball a game for as talented as he is, and I understand he's a great pass catcher, I just can't believe they're not using this guy more. Yeah, so week one, he had a high ankle sprain, and he missed four games, and, and they're saying that it's not a factor anymore. I just don't believe it. If you watch the tape, like he just doesn't have the same explosion that he normally does. Like It's obviously still affecting him. Um, the other part of this is they can't run it. Like Their blocking is horrific. And so you even go to um, this past week's game in, in New England, um, You know, driving rain, 40 degrees, should be able to run the ball, need to be able to run the ball in a game like that. You know, they average negative 0.63 yards before contact. So, like, on average, their running backs are getting hit in the backfield on every single play. And so, like, when that's the reality, when you can't block, when your offensive line is struggling, when your tight ends are struggling, when your wide receivers are all struggling to execute blocks in the running game, like, you're better off just putting the ball in Justin Herbert's hands, even in a game like that. So, like, when it's the weather's nice out, they're not even going to be leaning into the run game. Like, they can't figure it out. I think the biggest issue is the tight end blocking. That's what I've seen on film over the last two years. They've done nothing to really add anything to that group. But I think the offensive line is taking a pretty big step back. They lost center Corey Lindsley early in the season. He's been on the non-football illness list with a heart-related issue. And so the reason they're not running it is because the blocking is a mess and they've had so many negative plays and inability to really produce anything in that area that they're better off just throwing it and, and finding a way to get Austin Eckler involved in that way. All right, Daniel, what's the driving buzz for the Chargers this week? Well, you know what it is for the Broncos. It's 6-6. Six and six. They are at least in the picture uh, for the playoffs. Chargers coming in at 5-7. and seven. What's the driving force for them for this game? Yeah, I mean, like, they have to win out to make a playoff. Like, they already have seven losses. You look at it, and I think that's sort of the feeling in the locker room. Is like they're, they're trying to go on a run. A run, you know, has to start with a, a win here to – 
to really start a winning streak. You know, they ended their three-game winning streak, losing streak last week in, in New England with a win six nothing over the Patriots. So they feel like they have to win out, and so it's win every single week. That's All really right. the reality. Yeah, that's what it is. Daniel, thanks so much for your time, and um, that's that. I mean, just keep pissing off Staley, and you know we're your biggest fans. He's good. He's good copy, yeah. Daniel. Yeah. He's very good copy. Nice, nice job, my man. Popper. Popper. Appreciate it, guys. See you, man. Thanks, Daniel. Appreciate it. Coming up after the break, really interesting conversation I had with DJ Jones yesterday uh, talking about how they started the season and then their five-game winning streak. And was this really just a blip on the radar for this team? You know, losing to the Houston Texans. That's next. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, Planet Open Box. Having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. Bidding has started right now. Uh, it's going on right now at rollerauction.com. Get involved, get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Roller Auctions. Get what you want at the price you want. Go to rollerauction.com slash MHS and they'll send you notifications on their latest auctions. You and I, it feels like we say this almost every time we introduce an interview that we do, mm-hmm. that he's a really good guy. We really enjoy talking to him. We said that about McGlinchey. Well, how many guys in that locker room, and we're there all the time, aren't decent dudes? They're all. I mean, seriously. Yeah, there's not one a-hole. Uh, there's, not a, there's not one guy in that group that you would steer clear of because you would be, you just don't want to be a part of it. There, there's only a couple of guys I can think of that I really didn't enjoy. And I, and I don't mind saying one of the guy's names. Not here anymore. Russell Okun. Real a-hole. Hmm. Big timer. Never had time to talk. Never wanted to talk. Just thought the guy was a jerk. Hmm. But very rarely do you see that in the Broncos. Yeah, league. I mean, it, it's... Everybody's very accountable. Good dudes. Yep. And one of the guys... I don't know if you can say near the top of the list because you could put almost anybody near the top of the list. DJ Jones. If I told you that Justin Herbert has a losing record as a starting quarterback, what would you think of that? Because that's a fact. Don't mean nothing. That don't mean nothing to me. He's a hell of a player. Don't mean nothing to me. But in a quarterback league, and for as good as he is, is it hard to believe that he doesn't have a winning record as a starter? You know how important quarterbacks are in this league. No, he's in a he's in a tough division. He's in a tough league. Um, I wouldn't say he's going to end. It ain't going to end that way, I don't believe. But, I mean, it's not a surprise. What makes him so difficult to play against? Um, first and foremost, he has some amazing receivers to throw to. Um, he can make every throw. Um, he's patient in the pocket. He can also run. So he's a, he's a, he's a threat in every aspect of the game. So, um, yeah, you got to hone in on every every facet of the game against him. 
you are not going to give away any company secrets to me. Not at all. Unless you want to. Never. I didn't think you would. Austin Eckler, for as great of a runner as he is, they're not giving him the ball. In the last three games, he's carried the ball 34 times. And you're shaking your head. Why? I'm not going to sit here and tell him to give him the ball. So what you want me to say? <laughs> but is it surprising for a guy of his talent, who does catch the ball in the backfield well, that they really don't run the ball that much? I mean, what's what's been the situation? Are they behind? Are they in catch-up mode? Um is his are his carries as valuable as they used to be? I don't know. Um, this will be my first time playing this year. Are you a guy that? Let me rephrase it. I don't know if you're a guy that does this, but this late in the season, are you, for lack of a better phrase, scoreboard watching at all? Meaning, the teams that we're chasing want to know what they're doing, things like that. I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I mean, I want to know. Of course, we all know who needs to lose in order for us to succeed. So, I mean, if I, if it comes across the timeline, yeah, of course. But I'm not I'm not going to find it, no. Okay, pretend you're me. Pretend you're a sportscaster. Yeah. And I want you to talk about what the Broncos need to do and what has to happen with other teams for you guys to get closer. Because you are a guy, as you said, that scoreboard watches a little bit. So give me your best DJ Jones media thing. Win. Win out. We just need to control what we can. Don't worry about anybody else. Just win out, play our game. How frustrating was it that, yes, Houston won the game and I get it, but is it frustrating that you guys in a lot of different ways, all sides of the ball, kind of beat yourself? I mean, losing itself is frustrating. So, yeah, I mean, and of course we beat ourselves. I could have played a better game. I can't speak for anybody else, but, um, yeah, losing by itself is very frustrating. I agree. You sucked up there. Yeah, I did. I mean, seriously, DJ? I mean, that's the best effort you can put out there in a meaningful game? Yeah, yeah. Got to be better, man. (laughs) (laughs) What is the situation for Austin Eckler? That's a damn good answer. What's the situation? Right. What's happening in the game? How are they using him? Well, hold on. I've watched enough Chargers football this year. Sure. And I really have. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are lots of opportunities they can use him, and they don't. They would much rather pass the ball. There have been plenty of situations where he should get the ball to run the ball, and they just don't. Now, Daniel Popper just came on the show and mm-hmm. said their blocking up front is yeah. terrible. And they and they have, uh, and and I don't think that they have a lot of trust in their receiving core. Because they you, only have one guy. You got Keenan Allen, and That's Keenan it. Allen is doing. All of the heavy lifting. So it does make sense to me that in an effort to spread it around a little bit more, you've got to use Austin Eckler for what he does arguably the best. Right. Receive Mm -hmm. it out of the backfield. Now, that's not to say he's not really good running the ball, too, because he is. But there's only so much that you can get out of a guy. It's going to be interesting. This game will be very interesting to see how it all plays out. I. It, the, the Chargers are one of those teams that you never, at least I never, can feel like I know what to expect with them. Right. They can be a team that can go get 33 on you or a team that can eke out six points and beat the Patriots yeah. with two field goals. Right. I mean, and, and never the twain shall meet. It's an odd deal. I think I know what I'm going to get generally 
from the Broncos, right? Yeah. I mean, I think I generally understand, and and normally it's going to be pretty close to what your expectation is. I don't think that that's ever the case with the Chargers. I really don't. What do we have coming up on just in case you missed it? Deion Sanders has hired a new offensive line coach, and which big-name golfer is the latest to leave the PGA Tour for Live Golf? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. With Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. I have come to the realization, Alex, that you are a kiss ass. No, a kiss takes, ass. he just takes you, care of his you, people. No, well, you know, yeah, yeah. But, but every show you got to throw in... A Bruce Springsteen song just to keep Bruce happy. Well, You're I want to play what you guys like, right? Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong about it at all. In fact, I'm going to help Alex with a different kind of playlist, too, from Springsteen. Are you now? Yeah. Please, gonna, yeah. You're going to run through the entire Nebraska album, are you? Nope. There won't be any, Uplifting? There won't be anything from, well, that is what it was, but, I mean, it won't be anything from Nebraska. No. Okay. It'll be from... But uh, but there will be some more recent stuff on there. Play Rosalita comes out tonight. That's a song. No, that I mean, that that's a good song. I mean, that's his first anthem. But right, but it's uplifting and it's fun and it's great. See this, this is a song that's bump inable with. Welcome back, Morning Drive, oh, Hurdle God. Goodman, or in this case, with all Bruce Springsteen. Welcome back. It's the Bruce Hurdle Show. I'm, you know, we could do shotgun. Bruce all day. Trust me, we could do Bruce all day, and I'd have no problem with sing it along. whatsoever. Sing along. I don't need to. Come on, sing along. You know all the. You know, worries. playing blind man's buffs is just another baby's game. It's a little baby's game. Mm-hmm. Okay. You pick up a little dynamite. All right. I'm gonna you- pick up a little gun, and together tonight we're gonna go out some Rosie. Is the, the, highway is the word Jersey in here by any chance? Oh, I don't know. Could be. Car, pregnant, river, anything like that? No, I mean, you go there too often. It's true. Uh, he's only done it for about 50 years. He's done a lot of different verbiage. Okay. Well, so, yeah, know. well, you can't say Jersey if the album's Nebraska. <laughs> no, you can't. Right. And then he had Tucson Train. That's Arizona. Well done. So there. He, he he has covered the map. Yes, he's a, yes, he certainly has. I haven't heard Yakima, Washington in any. No, of I don't think uh, Yakima made the cut. No, which is having been in Yakima for a year, I can tell you. What, what do they call that tri-state area? The dry what? They call it the Tri Cities. Yeah, it's yeah, but, but Yakima is not one of the Tri Cities. It's Pasco. No, it's Kennewick, Yakima, and something else. No, nah, I don't think so. I don't think. Yakima's in the Tri-Cities. It's called the Tri-Cities, but most people call it the Dry-Itties, and it begins with the letter S. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. 
you want to reach us, you can do so on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. On Wednesday, there's a police evidence auction featuring comic books, collectibles, iPhones, Samsung Galaxy phones, gym equipment, electronics, and more. Bidding is open at RollerAuction.com. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the final word. The final word. Is presented by the McKenzie Law Firm. Don't wait before it's too late. Protect your family by setting up a will, living will, or estate plan with Dan McKenzie at the McKenzieFirm.com. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running, or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, reigning Masters champ John Rahm is leaving the PGA Tour for Live Golf for a deal worth between $450 and $600 million. That's more than the entire 2023 PGA Tour prize pool. Uh, Rahm earned $16.5 million in 2023 on the PGA Tour. How big of a blow is this to the PGA Tour, especially with their December 31st merger deadline with Live Golf fast approaching? I don't think it's a lot of money. I don't think it's enough to buy a Saudi oil well. So I don't th- I don't see it as a lot of money. You don't see it as a lot of money? Not if you can't buy a Saudi oil well, then no, it's not. Hmm. I don't know if you can buy an oil well. Is it that big a deal? Because would you rather get an oil I mean, well or that type of money? I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'll go with the oil well. I mean, here's my deal. Aren't they all going to be one and the same? They're merging. Right. So what the hell is the difference? Yeah. John Rom's really good too. Yeah, and he's actually probably my favorite player on tour. Right is he your now. favorite now? I think so. Even though he joined the the live tour. Well, maybe not that part of the element but i mean just he's a guy that i like watching i like watching him play okay will you root for him no probably N- not now that no. he's part of the saudi tour. you know something i used to be so locked into golf and i find myself watching less and less of it anymore and i think that the live thing has kind of precipitated that a little bit Alrighty, just in case you missed it Deion Sanders has hired Oklahoma analyst and former Minnesota Vikings tackle Phil Lodeholt as the Buffs' new offensive line coach. Uh, Bill O'Boyle followed Sean Lewis to San Diego State, where he will be the run game coordinator and the offensive line coach there. You feel one way or the other about this uh, offensive line hire? What's his name again? Uh, his name is Phil Lodeholt. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's an old line name. Phil is a, I, I know some, uh, a little about Phil. He, he's a guy that comes with very good credentials. But it doesn't make any difference if you don't have good players. That's the first key. Coach them up when you get them there. Okay, great. But they got to be good players when you get them there. There's immediacy in getting the offensive and defensive lines in a good place at Colorado. This isn't a three- or four-year process now. It's a, hey, what are we going to look like next September? There's urgency in that case. So, to me... The key is getting players in, not necessarily in this case getting the right coach in. Mike Strim- Mike Zimmer strikes again. Mike Zimmer, I think, has a lot more power than people think. Vikings ties. Yeah, yeah, he was right. He was the head coach when he was there. And why is uh, why is everyone's favorite offensive coordinator the offensive coordinator, dude? Because because he worked with Mike Zimmer. Yeah. Well, so did Pat Shermer. That's what I'm saying. Pat right. Shermer worked with Mike Zimmer. Yeah. And uh, Lowell Holder uh, worked with Mike Zimmer. Yeah. But then again, um, in 2022, Lowell Holder was with Jackson State. Mm-hmm. 
So he's got. I mean, he, yeah, he's got ties. He's got ties, yeah. and he's got and he's got rep. But I mean, certainly wouldn't want to interview Mike Munchak. I mean, he's kind of in town. Wouldn't want to do that, would you? What 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 is Munchak doing these days? He's besides the, hanging out with his grandbaby on the beach, man. Yep. Yeah, I think he'd probably be a pretty good call. I'm not suggesting they haven't, but not sure that that would work. Not sure. I mean, maybe Mike isn't interested in that possibility. I don't know if they made the phone call. I don't know. But that would have been my first phone call. I think it would have been mine, too. We got a real slugfest of a matchup tonight on Thursday Night Football as the Patriots play at the Steelers. Boy, no sarcasm there. Nah. (laughs) Pittsburgh a six-point favorite, and get this, the over-under is set at 30. That's the lowest NFL total since 1993. Do you see the seven and five Steelers making easy work of the lowly two and ten Patriots? Not who necessarily. Quarterback it's, issues. It, it, I hear you, but it's the NFL. These are two defensive-minded teams. Blah blah blah. I don't know. I it, it, is, is it going? Am I going to tune into this game? Am I going to tune into this game? Why are you asking us? Are, Steelers are, you, are in the AFC you just race. I mean, I hear you. I mean, I hear you. Okay. I don't know. No interest, hardly in this game at all. Other than seeing maybe if the Steelers can be pushed a little bit because it wouldn't be bad for them to lose. Well, say this, that 6 nothing game against um, oh, the Chargers. Yeah, that might seem like a high-scoring game compared to this one. It, you might be right. This could be 2 nothing. <laughs> that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, they always have great specials on wine. And I'm very happy to say that, you know, Josh Robinson has put a special in front of me that I am interested in because tonight is the first night of Hanukkah and it's 15% off all kosher wine. Wow. Right. Right for the holidays. Shop right there. for Hanukkah. Shop there yesterday. Did you? What'd you, what'd you, what'd you get? Albrino, Reno, some kind of wine that you, my wife likes. You seem like, Alabrino. The, you seem like the type that likes to get your wine in a brown paper bag. The question is, no, how much is gone before you get home? Oh, none, none. Mm. I'm a responsible I'm a responsible driver. I don't drink when I drive at all, ever. Because you might spill? No. All right. If you want to uh, order online, you can. Holidays are coming up. Yes. Um, you know, you're going to go shopping for food, probably. Why not have your liquor delivered from Argonaut Wine and Liquor? They deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Let them take care of all that stuff for you. Yep. Order on their app as well. Check them out off of Colfax. Go there like, you know, Bruce is there two, three times a day. No. <laughs> <laughs> Although I wouldn't, you know, take points away from me for doing that. Right. It's a pretty good experience anytime you go in there. Let it me is. just say that. Yes. I like it. Is. I enjoy going in there as well. They are good folks. Argonaut Wine and Liquor, Sue I Westward calls them the best liquor store in Denver five years running. That's going to do it for us. Gordon and Alex, great job today. Hard to believe tomorrow is Friday. Make it the best possible day you can. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.